Hello, and thank you for listening to Did I Scare You? Me again, little brother. Uh, you know it's not a good thing when I start these podcasts off where I'm uh, giving you a warning. <laughs> this podcast, again, my audio, unfortunately, was echoey. I apologize. But I looked forward to the other episodes after this one, and we are in the clear. So whatever kind of hiccups I was uh, having... Uh, are not going to show up in the future episodes hopefully uh, i have no fucking clue um so i apologize this episode's a little echoey but it's a good one i promise uh thank you for sticking around we love you very much and uh, enjoy the episode <laughs> did i scare you listening to the podcast that answers the only question that matters in horror film did i scare you i am your host jake albrecht i'm his co-host and little brother ben and i'm their friend john clamp that's right you might remember john from a previous episode when we watched terrifier uh he is on again this week for those of you that's right we had him (laughs) back by i won't say popular demand but at least popular demand from the host of the show so me too So, anyways, for those of you who haven't listened before, this is the podcast where we two brothers, and sometimes guests, uh, pick a movie in an attempt to scare the other person. Uh, John, what is the name of the movie that you selected? Yeah, so this week we watched Creep, the 2014 uh, found footage thriller, I guess. (laughs) That's right. Now, I have not researched this at all, but am I right in understanding that this is an adaptation of the Radiohead song. Yes, I, I believe you're correct, and I believe that Radiohead refuses to play the mute the movie anymore, in addition okay. to the song. No, that's true. Yeah, no, they're they're on to more avant-garde movies these days. Well, anyways, yeah, uh, John, <laughs> for the people at home, John, for the people at home, we. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You really, you really, you really derailed, derailed us there. <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> ah, fuck it, John. For the people at home, would you be willing to describe this movie? Describe creep? Yeah, it's a found footage horror film. It's a a man who has a scheme, which is right up your alley. Mm. That's true. Uh, and that scheme ends in violence. Well, let's not get too specific on that, because we'll Uh delve into that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, the setup of the movie seems to be that is a gentleman who, I guess, is... (laughs) The idea is that he is shooting a video that is very much like the Michael Keaton film, My Life. (laughs) I've never seen. (laughs) The 1993 classic. That's right. And for those of you who haven't seen it before, it is a movie where Michael Keaton has uh, been diagnosed with inoperable cancer and so he decides to record his last few days on earth as a uh, a way to teach his son all the lessons that he would have taught him uh you know in his life had he continued on so oh, i see i see now, now i understand. understand 
Now, John, well, had- wait, 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 wait. My explanation wasn't good enough. No, you threw it to me a, a softball question, and I gave you a generic answer, and then you filled in the blanks. Thanks, Jake. Well, I like to keep. <laughs> I like to keep things going smooth here. <laughs> Is John, this the, the episode where we finally, finally turn, turn on Jake? Jake? You got I- numbers. I very much would like to request that this is not the episode where we turn on Jake. <laughs> I had that down in my notes for much, much later. Oh, okay. It's more, more like, like episode 50. That's that's very soon from now anyways. But at any rate, uh, John, had you ever, have you seen Creep previous to uh, to picking it for, for our podcast? I have not. Okay, what drew uh, your attention to it uh okay so first i guess as a child of the 90s coming of age when blair witch was uh, scorching the theaters you know i think found footage is something i uh kind of uh lean toward or find interest in uh as a league fan i know who mark Duplass is so that's a plus and as a, a fledgling furry I was very pleasantly surprised by what this movie had to offer. So I was basing it off the found footage, mostly. Yeah. That seems fair. Uh, Vinny, had you seen Creep previous to uh, this week? I have. Um, It was was kind kind of of a curiosity curiosity watch a long time ago. I think it was... I used to do, on October's... I would just do kind of a random Halloween movie-type watch throughout all October. And... I was just on Netflix, and I was like, oh, interesting, a creep. And I just watched it, and I was like, well, that was a movie. Yeah, this is definitely a movie that's been streaming on Netflix for, like, it feels like maybe three or four plus years now. Forever. It feels like a long time. It's warranted a sequel, so... That is a little bit of a disappointment. When I was pulling up Creep, uh to watch it this week and i saw creep too i was like oh okay well i guess we can uh i guess we can surmise that duplass makes it but um... <laughs> and i think a third is in the makings really oh interesting okay so it's got kind of a cult following behind it yeah this sort of falls into the mumblecore category which we had previously discussed on the uh, episode for house of the devil uh, Mark Duplass is he's very heavily involved in the mumblecore scene. Uh, and then for those of you who don't know at home, that's a lot of like indie movies with uh, very low budgets, uh, a sort of focus on hyper realism and dialogue, uh, hence the mumble. But uh, yeah, so this movie, which was directed by uh, Patrick Bryce, who actually plays uh, the other main character in it. Uh, sort of falls under that purview. Now, it was also produced by Blumhouse Productions, which, uh, interestingly enough, this is our first Blumhouse movie on here. And obviously, if you're talking about movies from uh, 2010 on, Blumhouse for horror movies is like the main producer of them at this point. So it is interesting to finally dig into that. And they first came onto the scene with the very, very popular found footage series of uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh, so, okay, it, all right. Yeah, it is interesting to slot the, this in, in in the context of uh, of being the same production company that did that. 
Uh, do you guys have any other things you'd like to discuss before we dive into the plot of this movie? Well, John, you, you, you said, said you haven't, haven't seen Creed, but have you seen Paranormal Activity? No. Oh. Which totally, I guess, ruins my argument earlier that I'm some kind of found footage fan. Well, because you this is seen... a movie that's popular, it sounds like, yeah. and no, I have not seen it. Have you seen, seen Blair, Blair Witch, Witch, then? Yes. Okay. Once, in 1999. I mean, I mean that's... I... That's, that's like, like the pinnacle of found footage, really, for like horror movies. I think that's. I, I, I mean, mean, I'm pulling this out of my ass, obviously. I do that with a lot of things, but I, I think I think Blair Witch is is basically like the start, really, like the biggest found footage horror movie now. Well, you guys know better than I would, but was it the one that popularized it more than anything? I would I would think. I don't know. I, I feel like, like there hasn't has been, like, a found footage movie before, at least in my lifetime, because that, that was huge. Jake, what do you think? <laughs> okay, yeah, Paranormal Act, or I, I should say Blair Witch Blair Project Witch. definitely exploded the popularity of the found footage uh, movies. There were a couple of them previous to that that had used that gimmick, but none to the success level that Blair Witch Project did. Paranormal Activity... Uh, sort of brought the success of uh, the found footage to a different level like because a it was a movie. Yeah, and and they only had invested like I think it was like sixty or seventy thousand dollars into that movie, and then they wow. ended up making over a hundred million dollars right. on it. So, oh, and, and that's like pretty much that's what established Blumhouse as a production company, which like now has been nominated for Oscars with like Get Out and and what have you. So, it's sort of. Uh, it's it's very important in the development of that. So it's interesting to see this as like one of the earlier Blumhouse movies. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's, let's dive in. in. I, I got, got really nothing else. else. John, you got anything else? Well, I, I will dispute. I mean, Austin Powers came out before Blair Witch. So I feel like that would probably get the nod for earliest popular. Now that I think about it, earliest popular found footage. But other than that, small note, please, please go on. <laughs> I do wonder, though, like, why Scott Evil keeps filming those movies. But anyways, that's a question for another time. Uh, let it, let's get into this movie. Now, the first thing that I will note is the Blumhouse logo, because it's the first thing I noticed. Now, because this is part of the opening credits, let's assume Vinny missed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we, <laughs> and then we get sort of an up... <laughs> without a doubt. But uh, after that, we get sort of an upbeat country music which I'll note is a first on this show. We don't get a lot of that here. And then we see a guy is recording himself saying that uh, he just left the flatlands and he's heading up towards the mountaintop. So he spins the camera around to show us where we're going, which is, you know, up into the mountains. And he doesn't know who he's meeting, but he says he's getting $1,000 a day for filming services. And he notes that discretion is appreciated. Yeah. (laughs) Well... I, I, I took note that this so this is in the wake of like Craigslist, and I always found it interesting that people answer these like Craigslist calls and don't know exactly who or what they're doing, and yet they're willing to get money for it. I just I don't know, man. It already felt like a, a dumb adventure for this guy. It is the first in a series of puzzling choices that he makes. Mm-hmm. 
I thought but, so. but, but real people do it. They answer Craigslist calls all the time. And then they're like, well, I didn't know I was going to get murdered in it. That's exactly the voice they use, too, as the knife enters them. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, he's feeling a little more optimistic about it than you are, Vinny, because he speculates <laughs> that there might be some MILF waiting for him for erotic pleasure. And then we get a lot of found footage stuff going on after here, which is to say the camera is shaking all over the place and I'm at home being like, I go to barf. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like, like that, that point, point of view. view. I've, I've, I've never, never really enjoyed the shaky camera. camera. It's like the, the worst thing about found footage. I would say that the worst thing, and, and this is the thing that's like the central question in every found footage movie that's ever been made, is there are many points in the movie where you're like, why would he be recording this? Why is he recording this as if the camera is his actual eyes and he cannot see without it? <laughs> now, I mean, I, I feel like every found footage movie works better if you just understand a central tenet of the movie is a witch has cursed him so that he must record everything that happens. And if he doesn't, he'll die. And then you're like, right, obviously he has to keep recording because of the witch curse, so, like, all of this makes sense now. Jake. Does it have to be a witch? Uh, no, it could be a curse certain like, anyone. I don't want to... I don't want to just be impugning <laughs> witches on this, I suppose. It could be a, a shaman or... Jeez, I don't know, perhaps, like, an evil doctor or something could f figure out a curse. I don't know. Could, could be, be a gypsy, gypsy you know. know. I don't know. A warlock. Okay. That uh, one's a little less... Uh, a puppeteer. What else? Puppeteers do a lot of cursing in your in your view? Well, a fairy godmother, yeah. That one time. To that poor little boy. In turn, you know, oh, dear. Pinocchio? Uh... <laughs> nah, that's alright. <laughs> so... <laughs> Back to the camera guy, and he drives by what he calls a cute little lake and a cute little town. And we get a real shaky shot of him going up a driveway. And the house is up on a big hill. He sort of clomps up the stairs and knocks on a yellow door. And there is no answer. And he tries the bell, and nothing. So we see him trying to call the person and getting no answer on his cell phone. And yeah, this is the first time where I ask, why is he recording this? Because... If he's like, I'm going to this place to film this guy who's paying me $1,000 a day, and the guy doesn't show up, and he's like, oh, no, I got to get some footage of me calling and not getting a voicemail right here. Hey, I mean... Maybe, maybe he'll use it later on to try to get some kind of compensation, show that he, he, he was at the job site. Here's the evidence, video. That's true. <laughs> That's, That's at least $1,000 right, right there. I was, I was at, at your front, front porch. porch. There you yeah. go. Mail it in. <laughs> That's semi-plausible, at least. All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, well, so he looks a little put out, and then he starts shooting the yard. Then he does a sort of close-up on an axe, which is sitting in a stump there. And he kind of gets like, hmm. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get axed. So he jumps back in the car to wait. Hello, he seems freaked out. Oh, yeah, no, this is elegant foreshadowing. <laughs> And uh, as he's sitting in the car, uh, we're ready for a jump scare! <laughs> because there's the first lot of those. Because uh, Mark Duplass, who, as uh, John noted, is uh, maybe mainly known for the league, 
uh, kind of jumps out of nowhere and slams into the car window. And uh, he scares the shit out of the camera guy. Oh, and by the way, for those of you who haven't listened before, I don't do ca- I don't do character names, so you're getting Mark Duplass and Camera Guy. And good news, those are the only two characters in this movie. Well, there, there are three, three, but... Okay, yeah, and you know what? I guess there's someone on a phone later. Mm. All right, well, so... No, you know, you know what? what? There's four. There's definitely four characters. Oh. P.F. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about, then? Of course. Okay. We'll get to that, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's fair. He, he does seem to have his own thing going He's, on. He steals the show. He does. Yeah. He has that He's one like, moment. Yeah. He's like New York in Woody Allen movies. He's a separate character. <laughs> well, anyways. There's maybe other points in this movie where he could bring Woody Allen up. I'll wait for the key points. <laughs> So, anyways, Duplass uh, slams into the driver door saying hi, and then he introduces himself. And then he says, oh my god, oh my god, this is going to be a great day. Because this guy is basically playing Mark Duplass for the most part, which is to say he is extremely excited about everything and a little bit creepy in his enthusiasm. So, I wonder wonder when they called him up and offered him the role for this movie... If they're like, Mark, Mark, all you have to do is just be you. Well, he co-wrote it, which uh, I do wonder if that means like a lot of it is improvised or uh, if he actually wrote it down. Because he's written several other movies. Um, and him and his brother, have obviously, they directed quite a few movies. Check out brother? the Buffy chair, folks. But uh, What's his brother's name? Jay Duplass. He was on Transparent. uh He's been in several other movies. He's also very amusing. They played brothers on the Mindy Project. Ah, whatever. I guess I know a lot more about them than you guys do. That's <laughs> fun. <laughs> so uh, Duplass then tells the camera guy that he has a kind face. And then they do this sort of like quick cut of the door opening at the same time as he's talking to him, like producing a sort of jump scare just from the editing, which I thought was just sort of interesting on a technical level. We don't have to, we don't got to focus on that too long, though. And then he offers the camera guy a hug right off the bat. And then they climb up to the house. And Duplass has got, uh, he's sort of (laughs) doing like a a harmless dad joke where he's like, oh, you never get used to these stairs as they're climbing up. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. But uh, whatever. (laughs) Break the ice, ice, man. man. Sure. A normal guy. Yeah, seems that way, certainly, to start. Yeah. So he says that this is their family vacation home, and he's got some paintings of some bears on the wall. He said he made those with his dad as a kid. And then he says, hey, let's get this started. Uh, so they start shooting him doing a testimonial, and the testimonial is mainly about him being a cancer survivor. He said the cancer started in his liver and then spread to his lungs. And he had chemo, and then it went into remission. And then two months ago, he started having dizzy spells because he has a brain tumor and he's got two months to live. And then he mentions that his main mode of treating at this point seems to be positive thinking. So let's see how that way. That is a very Duplass way to. Yeah. If like Patch Adams was a real person, although I guess Patch Adams was a real person now that I think about it. 
But if uh, you distillated the character into a real person, it would be kind of Mark II plus like. How am I going to deal with this alcoholism? I'm going to do it the Mark II plus way. <laughs> Mainly with some hugs and some jokes, my friend. <laughs> so then he claims that he's been married to a wife of six years and she's pregnant. And this is when he brings up uh, the Michael Keaton classic, My Life. So he's going to teach his son how to live. And he's like, hey, man, you just follow me around all day. I'm just going to like walk around. I'm going to be me. And we're going to show my son like how I live. This is like, this could be as authentic as a Duplass gets here. <laughs> you get that so, grade A Duplass. What is your guy's initial thought of uh, the project as suggested here from him in the beginning? I suspicious, but I'll tell you, he. I'm also super gullible. If I'm in uh, the cameraman's position, his name is Aaron, just for the record, mm -hmm. uh, I would probably think, well, he seems like a swell guy, and this seems like a noble project. It's true. It's true. And we do like to talk about schemes on this movie. Mm -hmm. Now, I wouldn't say that Duplass's scheme is sophisticated necessarily, but... You could hardly argue with its effectiveness. I mean, it, it seems, seems like, like a sound plan. plan. I, I won't lie. I mean, he, sure. what, what, he's, he's coming, coming off as genuine and honest. Right, what and else? he knows something about videographers that is a universal truth about them. They need money constantly. That's true. Because, That's they, true. <laughs> because they have not made lucrative choices in their life. They will willfully ignore one red flag after another, just... In search of that next paycheck. We've all been there. Right. Right. Because a thousand dollars is like probably the difference between him and eviction this month. <laughs> I say as a communications major. Anyways. <laughs> so he's like, hey, all right. Uh, so Duplass looks nervous after he gives the pitch to the guy. The guy's like, yeah, like I'm in. Like there's no other way I'm going to make a thousand dollars today. Let's do this. <laughs> So Duplass is like, great, and goes in for another hug. And he's got the cash up front, which, uh, you know, I guess it won't matter as much when he pulls it from his bloody hands later. <laughs> and he says, hey, this is no longer a business transaction, but now a journey into the heart. <laughs> and then Duplass is immediately like, okay, man, I'm getting into the tub. And then he sort of waddles upstairs. And the camera guy's like, the top? <laughs> and Tupac's like, yeah, man, come on, let's do this. So the guy follows him up the stairs as we hear the water run. And as he's going through the house, you got your sort of basic summer cabin set up here. Oh, this is a good job of establishing the space for later. And Duplass is dropping trow. And he says, hey, listen, we're going to a lot deeper places than this. And then he offers him a sandwich, which is a, a bit perplexing, given the situation. <laughs> but perhaps uh, something uh, reminded him of, uh, I don't know, a six-inch sub at this point. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, you like that? Good for you. Uh, <laughs> after this, Duplass is sadly bathing. <laughs> And he asks if the camera got his rolling. Would that, that, that show up as a subtitle? <laughs> Duplass sadly bathing. 
Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so he asked the camera camera guy if he's rolling. And the camera guy's like, yeah. And he's like, just checking. I knew you were. <laughs> <laughs> now, the scheme to get him here was pretty good. Do you, what do you think about his decision to immediately start with the bath? That's a bold move, right? I mean, he's testing him out uh, right away. Uh, I think it was a clever maneuver. Risky, sure, but clever. Because then he knew what he was working with. He, he already established that the boundaries are going to be out there. And Aaron very foolishly goes along with all of it. Yeah, yeah it feels like he's just establishing dominance from the start. Like, he's like, now that you've agreed to take my money, I'm going to make you fill my dick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you start, start with, with the really weird shit at first, and then, you know, from there you kind of gradually get a little normal from there. Where it's like, like, see, man, that, that was the worst part. It can't get that much worse. Yeah, this does start a pattern in the movie, too, of like him trying for what seems like genuine emotional connection and then uh, immediate emotional torture directly after. So, a lot of gaslighting. I thought that was pretty effective, too, in terms of, like, just how batshit crazy these mind games were and just how much he was fucking with them the entire time. And he would just, like, pull back, and then he would lunge forward, and then pull back, and then lunge forward. I found it effective. He, he totally, totally duplass the, the shit out of him. him. Hard duplass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after he verifies that the camera is running, he welcomes his son to what he calls his first tubby. And he says, he used to take tubbies all the time with his dad. He called them tubby times. And eventually he says tubby enough times in the paragraph that it loses all meaning to me. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) this is the point in my notes where it just says tubby, tubby, tubby. Yeah, I didn't like... <laughs> There's something about Tubby that, like, initially sounds silly, and you're like, oh, boy, like, that's a weird thing to call it. And then, like, it gets a little more menacing every time he says it, because it's like, that's not what people call it. Please stop. <laughs> it's not? Is this before <laughs> or after he's crying? He does cry in a bathtub, right? Or am I remembering uh, that wrong? Uh, He kind of gets to that, but we so... got some more cre- creepy shit first, because... So, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. So, so it's called tubby when, when you take, take a bath. But what would you call it when you take a shower? No, because he's sitting in the tub. That's the tubby. Right. But what's... So showery? Yeah, just a... <laughs> Standing tubby? <laughs> which is my nickname in high school. <laughs> Standing tubby. <laughs> Mine was definitely sitting tubby. Because I didn't get around much, but... Anyways, after all the tubby talk, he he puts an invisible child in the bath with him, and then he pretends that it has smelly feet, and then he pretends to nibble the other foot of this invisible child. Oh, I thought it takes a shit in the tub. I thought that's what he was play-acting. No, no, no. He's It's the feet. He's like, he's like sniffing the feet, and then he goes like, ooh, smelly. Oh. I think, but also, like, who can tell? It's an invisible child. It could be doing anything. <laughs> hey, can I ask you guys, would you have, if you were Aaron, the the videographer, would you have made it this far, or would you have checked out? No, I would have turned, turned the, the camera, camera off and walked, walked out. out. 
Okay. Uh, when he asked me to go upstairs to the bath, I'd be like, oh, he's a sex creep. I'm out of here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Too hard passes on the Duplass. I also would not accept a job from someone I'd never met before. But... Right, right, right. Especially not after having seen this movie. But anyways, <laughs> uh, then he pretends to dump water on this invisible child, and he puts a shampoo on it, uh, complete with the sound effect. He does it like... <laughs> And I have to say, just as an actor, within the uh, reality of this movie, his spatial work is inconsistent. Because sometimes the child seems to be, like, toddler-sized, and then sometimes perhaps as much as five feet tall. It's almost like his his idea of reality is warped. (laughs) Maybe it's on purpose. Maybe Maybe Buddy is growing right before his eyes in the tubby. Okay, we should note that, uh, yes, he caused uh, his... uh, soon-to-be child buddy but uh yeah so we got more tubby time coming here unfortunately (laughs) because him and the invisible child then spoon and then the child because like he's convinced me now he's done this bit long enough that it's real to me uh seems to enjoy the candles that are burning next to him then he pets its head and closes his eyes and then he tells the invisible child he loves it so much and then we cut to him with a washcloth over his face, and he tells the camera guy that he can't stop thinking about his impending death, which seems like a fucked up thing to include in your video for your kid. <laughs> <laughs> this will not be traumatizing someday to me. Like, yeah, my dad really has some fucking issues. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a tough watch later. So he disgustedly says that this is a tubby... Go Go on. on. (laughs) Come on, Jake. He disgustedly says that this is a tubby scene, so it should be fun, not sad. (laughs) Which then leads him to decide, maybe he should just kill himself. (laughs) So he kind of puts that on the camera guy for a second, and then he slides into the tub without breaking eye contact. So he's already kind of living up to the movie name. (laughs) So the camera guys are like, what the fuck's happening here? So he goes to check on him, and he's under the water, and then he bursts out of the water for the second jump scare that he gives us in this movie. But uh, we got a lot more of those coming, so get used to them. And then he's like, I'm so sorry. That was a bad joke. And the camera guy's not happy, but he pretends it's okay, which I feel like they probably copy and pasted that in this, this, the script many times over. <laughs> The Duplass is like, all right, that's enough of tubby time. Let's go outside, man. So they're walking around the cabin after this, uh, Duplass clothed now. And he tells the camera guy that it's chilly out, so he should go grab a jacket out of the guest closet. So the camera guy goes, and he pulls the curtain back. And uh, because he's pulling the curtain back in a horror movie, you know a jump scare is coming. (laughs) And it happens immediately because there's a werewolf mask in the closet that uh, causes the camera guy to scream. And Duplass is like, oh, you found my old buddy Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz, say hello. Then he starts telling a crazy story about how Peach Fuzz is the friendly wolf his dad created. So he puts the werewolf mask on and he sings the Peach Fuzz song, which goes, hello, my name is Peach Fuzz. I might look like I'd eat you up. Hey, Oh, you can sing it? Yeah, Yeah, no, no, sing it. it. I don't remember the tune. Oh, you do. I really don't. 
It's it's sort of just like, hello, my name is Peach Fuzz. I look like I'd eat you up. Rawr. And he's like, <laughs> basically, I'm like, you know what? The lyrics and the music on Peach Fuzz's song could probably use some work, but I feel like the air guitar bit that he's doing seems well choreographed. So mm-hmm. obviously, he's put more effort in certain parts than others. Now. What are you? What are your guys' initial feelings on Peach Fuzz here? Horrified. John, what'd you Don't make of? Like it? Not it's a short. fan. I was joking about being a fledgling furry. I found it unpleasant. <laughs> I John. mean, it's like it's Liar. not that scary a mask, right? It's just like it's it's, it's not, not the mask. mask. It's, it's just the fact that, that like I don't know when, when Mark Duplass like dons that mask, it's, it's for, For some, some reason, reason, it gives, like, some, some sort of life to some otherworldly un- un- creature, and it's it's not natural. I don't know. Well, they are working a metaphor later in this movie with, like, the wolf within him, which seems to be a reference to him as a killer. But the wolf mask on him, its only tangible effect seems to be that he t- tends to writhe around, like, <laughs> Mick Jagger more <laughs> in a way that is... Let's say sexually aggressive. Very. Very. He looks like a teenager on access, some kind of concert. You know what I mean? He is just discovering his body in new ways with that mask on. <laughs> that seems fair. He hasn't, hasn't felt, felt like this, this before, before until he's done Peach Fuzz. <laughs> so after he's done with Peach Fuzz's song, he puts the mask away and he snags some hats out of the closet. And we cut to Duplass driving now. He's taking him up to a trail that he translates to the Waters of the Miracle Heart. But uh, first he says the Spanish uh, <laughs> name for that. So we get to his... Well, we get to I hear Duplass... Yeah. Say... <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I keep, I keep going. going. Oh, come on. We get to hear Duplass say it in, in Spanish in a very Duplass way where he was sort of like... He overgoes on the, uh, the Spanish pronunciation in a sort of like douchebag white guy way. Well, Jake, do you want to remark where he heard said information? Yes, he says he heard about it from a cool old lady who runs a taco truck down by the lake. <laughs> so, which, which is incredibly white, <laughs> right? And seems like something that someone would like make up to like get this annoying white man away from the taco truck. <laughs> but I digress. So he says that the deal with the uh, the waters of the miracle heart seem to be that only the pure of heart can partake of this water. So Duplass, uh, after this, is out of the car. He's running up the path as the camera guy tries to keep up. And then Duplass stops him and asks him if he saw anything up there. And he says he thought he heard something. Camera guy's like, I didn't hear shit. Then Duplass immediately takes off into the woods like he's a fucking dog who saw a squirrel out there. <laughs> And the camera guy is all alone, and he keeps calling after Duplass to no avail. Now, I thought at this point in this movie that I was like, the rest of this movie was going to be him out in the woods with Duplass terrorizing him from there. But that's not quite how it goes, so I was a little disappointed. But that would have been a pretty cool twist to the movie. (laughs) Right, because then it would have been like uneven terrain, and I guess he he likes the psychological uh, torture more than anything, though. But at any rate... 
he tries the zoom to try to find Duplass, and it does not work. Then he sort of gives a Jim Helpert look to the camera like, can you believe this? <laughs> and then he wanders off into the woods after Duplass. And you know what he gets for that, guys? A jump scare? Yeah, he gets another fucking jump scare as Duplass jumps out from behind a rock. And then Duplass spins the camera around on him because he wants him to see his face. And he's like, ah, oh, come on, camera guy, take a look at this. And then he's like, hey, you know what, camera guy? You just had a near-death experience. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird way to term what just happened. <laughs> and is maybe... <laughs> Not so promising a sign for how the rest of this afternoon's going to go. <laughs> and then after that, he goes in for another hug, because that's the way this goes. And he's like, yeah, that was powerful, right? Hey, you know what I noticed, though, is, like, after you were scared when I jumped out of the rock, and, like, this is going to be funny, we're both going to laugh about this, it looked like you wanted to kill me. And the camera guy's like, oh, no, baby, what are you talking about? I just had... Murderous rage in my heart for you. <laughs> Duplass is like, yeah, man, no, it's an animal thing. Don't worry about it. He's like, hey, you know what you remind me of is my friend Peach Fuzz. Yikes. <laughs> Please don't, don't take, take that mask, mask out, out again. again. Seems fair. Now, what do you guys have to say? Uh, any thoughts here on uh, this little jaunt into the woods so far? Well... <clears throat> I'll just point out uh, that this reminds me of a running joke I've had with my wife for the duration of our relationship, which is I I like to jump out at her. Uh, and and I usually do it in a very ham-handed way. So she'll see me like crouching behind the couch and she'll, you know, she'll know what I'm doing. And it's usually met with a laugh and a couple of times I'm scolded for picking wrong places to jump out of. And I thought it was cute. You know, I really thought it was a, a cute thing that we did. I did to her. And now this uh, movie makes me think that maybe it's terrifying to be on the other end of that. Sure, sure. So so this movie brought a lot of those questions to, to the surface for me. But I, what about you, Ben? Well, can I jump in for one second yeah, here? Ahead. Because maybe this is the time to admit that I also like to hide on my wife and then jump out. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. It's, it's a, a it's a husband pastime, I suppose. I've, I've, I've done, done it a couple of times in my life, life too. Oh, I'm in yeah. good company. When we go to bed at night, my wife tends to like to brush her teeth first, and then I like to make a game of hiding in the dark to see if I can jump out and scare her, <laughs> which has worked effectively many times. Although sometimes I forget about it, and then she comes out looking for me for where I might be hiding when I'm just, like, laying on the bed, like, reading a book or something. <laughs> and you're like, I, I got, got you? <laughs> right. So I guess you could say that, like, the psychological torture is complete at that point. But anyway, it's, it's, really, been... nice, it's really nice to have a relationship where your loved one is just constantly on their toes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where they're, like, living in fear of where you are. We're, we're <laughs> trying, trying to bring <laughs> Just, like, a, a real feeling of, like, not being safe in their own home. We're, We're trying, trying to bring out, out their inner peach fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> There's, There's a peach fuzz, fuzz in all of them. them. Yeah, it seems like I'm probably catching axe to the head over this one someday. But anyways. Right. 
Vinny, any thoughts uh, on uh, on the little jaunt into the woods so far? Oh, Mark, Mark Duplass, Duplass is an asshole. <laughs> He's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's like, like the biggest be. fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, like, we've all known people in our lives who, like, sense of humor seems to be, like, not developed well and, and is just, like, cruel jokes, yeah. right? Well, I also, I just thought that his line about um, the near-death experience of a jump scare was pretty fucking funny. And it's like, well, now that you... Uh, you know, admit, witness this uh, jump scare. You're gonna wish you were kind of dead. Soon enough. Soon enough. Fair enough. So after the uh, the peach fuzz bit, he's like, "Hey, camera guy. Uh, do you, this is like just a question I'm tossing out there, but is there anyone you need to make peace with before you die?" <laughs> Which, uh oh. <laughs> I would feel good if that guy was asking me that question. The camera guy's like, "Yeah, I have an axe." And Duplass is immediately like, "You have an axe? What axe? What are you talking about?" And, <laughs> and then he's like, "No, X, X, not axe." And then Duplass is like, "I have an axe." He's like, "I left it out for you, for you to see. Did you see it?" And then he's like, "Hey, when you saw the axe, did you think I was an axe murderer?" And the camera guy's like, "Maybe." And Duplass is like, "That's hilarious. That is so funny. You'll see why." <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I mean, I'll see why, but, you will you know, it'll affect you. You'll see. <laughs> maybe, maybe you won't. Like, but no, 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 camera no. guy's like, hey, can we maybe stop walking now? And Duplass is like, no, let's keep going. And he's like, hey, look, there's a sign. So they run up to the sign, but unfortunately it just says sewer pipeline. <laughs> and camera guy's like, hey, Duplass, do you remember how to get back from here? Duplass is like, nah, I don't, but uh, that's okay. The only way out is through, so... Let's do this. <laughs> so, so he's kind of like, like Natalie Portman. And now she convinces them to get through through the bubble in Annihilation. That's correct. <laughs> so at this point, the camera guy is kind of too f- tired to fight about this between the walking and the constant terror. So Duplass gets excited like a puppy, and then he runs off into the distance. And he's like, hey, it's a lookout point. And he's like, hey, come here, come here, you gotta see this. Because he's over on the edge of a rock, so he calls the camera guy over. And the camera guy <laughs> lugs his ass and his camera up there. And Duplass is pointing down into a river. And there's a hole in a rock there that's shaped like a heart. So I guess we can assume uh, that this is the place he was talking about. Now I have a question to ask about this. Is this actually a place that exists in a way that he's talking about? Or did he carve a, a heart into a rock out in these woods i i would like to think that that already existed and that duplass just made that fucking story up okay that seems to fit with like the rest of what he does what do you think john did he make no, it? i i agree with vin i don't think duplass uh character named joseph i don't think he would I'm go sorry, to what's this now <sighs> Duplass's character is his name is Joseph. But, 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 uh, Duplass, I was with you with, but then you said something after it, and it just spelled, confused and angered me. So just sounds like spelled with noise. an noise. No, no, its name spelled it with an the, F instead of a PH. Bees <laughs> in my ears, and like I just wanted them to go away. You shouldn't have such a visceral reaction. But I don't think that Duplass. I don't think he uh, carved 
went to the trouble of you're suggesting that he carved this stone in nature over time down to a heart shape, uh, a hole that's shaped like a heart. I think <laughs> I think it's semi plausible he did, but also there's evidence later in the movie that like he's quite busy with other things, so perhaps he did. Yeah. <laughs> but that'd be, uh, that'd be, that'd be some, some fucking scheme, scheme though. I won't I won't lie. That hell of a scheme. Yeah. The, the commitment. commitment. That's it's there. So the camera guy, despite himself, is impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It You're the one that brought it up. up. Yeah, but now I want to abandon it. <laughs> it would be a hell of a scheme if he carved the the heart in there, and then like he had this story ready to go. But he also seems like the type of person that like would get off on changing the story every single time. Yeah, just to be creative. Like... Yeah, and also I think he's just like. It just doesn't matter what I say. Like, I'm going to do what I want anyways. A Duplass is going to Duplass, man. It's true. Now, the camera guy, despite himself, is impressed by the heart rock. And he does a close-up on it. And then he pans back to Duplass, who is sort of shaking his head Duplassly. And he says, it's a heart, but it's also a miracle. And he cut to Duplass dipping his toes in the, uh, I guess, the miracle waters. And he says, yes, yes, heal those tootsies. <laughs> uh, both wading around in the water and then hug again. And then Duplass kind of fake baptizes the camera guy. And then he has the camera guy do the same back to him. And There's then he a lot car- of purity sy- symbolism going on here, huh? I also feel like it's like... I hesitate to find any word other than homoerotic. I mean, it, a lot of it is homoerotic. Because it's just like he's dripping liquid on the other guy's face. Right. Heart pool. And then directly after it, he carves uh, J plus A, which are their movie initials. While he's whistling uh, the Peach Fuzz song. Yeah, into the rock. And I didn't I didn't catch that part. That's a good pickup then. Yeah, he, he does, does that... Um... Does that a couple, couple of times. times? I didn't realize that that was the tune he was singing. I just thought it was like Duplass' creepy suit tune. All right. <laughs> so yeah, he carves J and A because they're Joe and Aaron in the movie. Those are their character names, John. Into the rock, and then he makes a big heart around it. <laughs> and then uh, we're all done in the woods because we cut to them in a restaurant, and Duplass is like, "Hey, let's see what's good here." And the camera guy's immediately like. Didn't you say you've been coming here for years with your family? And Duplass is like, hmm, what? What's that now? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, they changed the menu. But uh, you know what? The pancakes are the main deal. It's like I said. And you know what? That is a pretty decent scheme because pancakes are pretty much the same wherever the fuck you get them. Are you ever happy with your pancake orders? Like, I usually order them pretty excitedly at diners or at an IHOP or something like that. And then I'm routinely disappointed after bite number two. Yeah, I believe that that is the common arc for pancakes as captured in the Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> hey, you oh, gotta keep, keep that, that alive. Um, no, oh, there's, there's, there's certain places that I enjoy uh, my pancakes. Uh, Edison Grill has terrific pancakes, or pancakes, pancakes, um, Dish and Dat 
has, has really good pancakes. Those, those are, are like the I just ones, have a yeah. question before you get going on this. Is like, are, <laughs> are the brakes currently operational in this conversation? No. They're, They're disconnected. disconnected. I am free falling. Because I didn't cut them. <laughs> Should I not have asked about the griddle? Although I do think Vin stumbled on something really good with panic cakes as like a horror themed <laughs> right uh, griddle item. And then he started <laughs> listing off local restaurants. <laughs> they were fairly obscure to this guy who's just on the other side of the second small state where we both live. Um, right. <laughs> but I'm sure they're good pancakes. No, no pancakes. I <laughs> bet. The best can of cakes you've ever had. So, right after this, uh, Duplass is eating some pancakes. These are just pancakes, not pancakes. Oh. And he asks the camera guy if he's ever done anything he's ashamed of. The camera guy's like, yeah, I'm a human. And Duplass is like, ooh, let me shoot it. So he grabs the camera from it, and he turns it around on him. And the camera guy's like, well, I used to pee my pants a lot. So my mom got me this device that attached to my wrist with a wire, and it had a pee sensor, essentially, although he doesn't call it that. <laughs> and he says, it would beep if I peed my pants. So one day he was on the monkey bars with his friends, and he had to piss, and he did, in his pants. And so he was on the sand, pissing his pants, <laughs> pretty much just beeping away. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i interpret the question slightly different than him but if someone's like have you ever done anything you're ashamed of i don't necessarily think yeah i pissed my pants <laughs> and i was hooked up to a torture machine at the same time <laughs> is necessarily a correct answer <laughs> But anyway, do you, do you think this thing really exists? This is this fucking... I can tell you it does. <laughs> it seems to be a device whose only purpose is to embarrass a child in front of its friends. <laughs> Literally the only point is to embarrass you forever. <laughs> There can be no other use. There's... It's the worst contraption I've ever heard on this planet. The, the pissing humiliator. It's just for a parent who, would, like, down the line would really like to make a big investment in, in the psychology field. So, like, this is a guaranteed way into that door. But anyways... Duplass gives him the camera back and he checks his phone and he looks all concerned at it. He shows the camera guy a series of pictures of him arriving at the cabin. And the camera guy's like, What's this now? <laughs> what? Wow. Duplass is like, Yeah, yeah, I took pictures of you. The camera guy's like, Right, why? And Duplass is like, I don't know, but I guess I was nervous to meet you. And then he apologizes and he says, I wouldn't have done it. If I known you were a cool guy, <laughs> it was such a crazy story to tell. What a good out! 
And he's like, you see, I'm ashamed now, too. I guess you can imagine that my pants are full and I'm just <laughs> beeping away on this side of the table. <laughs> and he's like, okay, so now we can move past this. And then he stares at the camera for a long time as the camera guy doesn't answer. And then he asks, okay, in like a semi-aggressive way. <laughs> The camera guy relents, and Duplass is smiling like, yes, thank you, thank you. What an asshole. So after this crazy scene... <laughs> I'm never gonna get over the image of... <laughs> that poor kid on the bottom of the place. <laughs> 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 The beeps echoing through the playground as everyone gathers. Kids hundreds of yards away. Right. Right. They've been like, oh yeah, no. There was no wind that day, so people downtown heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> In some ways it's a mercy kill later is what I'm saying. <laughs> but anyways... So they're heading up back up the stairs to the cabin at night now. And the camera guy's like, so, I'm going to head out now instead of going in. And Duplass is a little surprised, and he was like, oh, but I was going to pour you a whiskey. And at this point, he's standing at the top of the stairs in front of the light so we can't see his face, which I, I like that shot. That's good. It makes him seem very menacing. Said an Netflix cover. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. And then the camera guy's like, it's a pretty long drive, I think, so I'm going to head. And Duplass is like, yeah, but like you can drunk drive down that hill like no problem. You just like coast on down it, so I think we should celebrate. Come on, just one drink. And then camera guy insanely says okay, which he should not, and they head inside. And you know what happens when they head inside? The best one yet. Yeah, no, we get another fucking jump scare. <laughs> and then it's crazy that the camera guy doesn't leave immediately at this, but whatever. <laughs> Man, what, what a psychological pull it would be that if every jump scare here on out, Duplass just made beeping noises. <laughs> oh, jeez. Vinny, yeah. <laughs> you just wrote a better script. <laughs> Call him Mark Duplass. Let's, Let's remaster this movie. <laughs> so they're sitting at the table now, and Duplass is like, yeah, this is great, right? Two guys having some whiskeys, I made a new friend. And he's like, hey, camera guy, tell me why you decided to come. And camera guy's like, yeah, money, pretty much. And Duplass is like, hey, you have money problems? And he says no, but he's a videographer, so we know he does. And then Duplass is like, oh, yes, I have a lot of wealth. I've accumulated a lot of wealth. And he says that in a way where it's like, he definitely doesn't have money. He's just read that in a magazine somewhere. <laughs> or it's like, those words seem to go together. He's like, you don't, like, get wealth. You definitely accumulate it. And he's like, you know, what I would like to do is give some of that to you. And camera guy's like, I'm not sure what's going on here, but I'm not into it. And Duplass is like, no, 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 listen, I have too much money, and I would like to give you some. You're my friend. And he's like, hey, here's a little surprise. Are you ready for this? Check out your boot. So the camera guy goes to reach in his boot, and uh, nothing's there. He's like, no, I'm just fucking with you. And he's like, hey, 
But you looked, so that tells me you actually do need money. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, in response to this, the camera guy decides to pound his whiskey and then get up to leave. And uh, he's still filming all this for some reason. Which, at this point, you're like, he doesn't want to be here. He's done with this. Why would he keep filming this? There is no good answer for that. No, no I know. I guess it's not fair to ask you a question the movie itself cannot answer. <laughs> So what do you guys think of the boot trick? Is that more or less cruel than the piss pants story? Nothing beats the piss pants story. Nothing may ever in the history of this podcast. Uh, what do you think, John? I think the boot was a different way of uh, emasculating him. Uh, so whereas the piss, I mean, the piss alarm, the guy brought it on himself. He didn't have to, he didn't have to share that, Aaron. No, like, you could have gone, like, fourth, fifth most embarrassing story. You didn't have to bring out the big guns. He allowed himself to be deep. Yeah, he was pretty vulnerable with a pretty obviously creepy dude. Uh, So I I, I think uh, Duplass got an unexpected win with that response. Yeah. Yeah. How do you beep, beep, alarm, beep, whatever that was? (laughs) The beep. We can imagine he has a whole collection of stories, like, based on what we know later in this movie. And I have to imagine that the pit story is the best one yet. Would have been funnier if he, like, responded, Wow, man. Um, you know, I'm just gonna be real honest with you. I was gonna kill you, but... I think you're already dead inside, so... Is that not what this... Is that not what this movie is a little bit, though? Does it not seem like Duplass is seeing how far he can go, go with giving this guy a very blatant clues? But he's stopping just short of saying, I am going to kill you, and then immediately apologizing afterward. <laughs> that he's really seem... good with the mindfuckery. It's true. I wouldn't say he's good so much as the camera guy is very bad at picking up on it. It's a little, a little bit of both. Yeah, Although they do yeah. try to hand wave that away at the end, but we'll get to that. So... Uh, Duplass is like, hey, don't leave. I lied to you. The camera guy's like, oh, fuck, what is this gonna be? He's like, okay, what did you lie about? And he's like, peach fuzz, which is a perplexing answer. <laughs> and Duplass is like, hey, may I confess something to you before I die of brain cancer? So he's pretty much locked in at this point, because <laughs> that's a tough one to say no to. So he asks the camera guy to sit down. He's like, hey, turn the camera off. The camera guy's got some uh, investigative journal moves here because uh, he turns off the video but not the audio on it. And he's like, Duplass goes into his story, which is slightly less amusing than the piss pad story. And it goes a little something like this. Four years ago, my internet was slow. And a guy at work said, maybe your browser history is full which I would like to note immediately, is not how that works. <laughs> and he says, I went home, I opened up the internet, and I found animal porn on the history. And he's... <laughs> so I guess we can imagine at this point his wife's getting down to donkey play. So <laughs> he confronts her about it, and she said, nah, nah, like, just human for me. <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, she denied it, but I know she did it, and the lie drove us apart. So he came up here with the cabin with his wife, and he told her that he was called back to work, but it was a lie. He went down the street to the dollar store, 
although he calls it the 99 cent store. And he says he found the peach fuzz mask there. And that night, while his wife was sleeping, he broke into the house, he tied her up, and then they had sex. And she loved it. And if he's being honest, he liked it too. And then he left through the window. I should note, uh, apparently he was wearing the mask the whole time for this. And then he came back the next day, and he was sort of like, oh, how was your night? And his wife was just like, pretty good. But she didn't mention the whole wolf rape. And anyways, after that, his internet problem was solved. You guys have any notes on this story? (laughs) Yeah, it's a tough one to talk about, isn't it? Yeah, I I I kind of want to steer far away from the R word after Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, that did come up a bit too much in that one, didn't it, Vin? I'm sorry. Well, at any rate... (laughs) (laughs) Immediately after this horrifying story, he goes into a testimonial for his son being like, Hey, this is me, man, warts and all. Which is, you know, pretty ironic editing. (laughs) And then the camera guy's like, okay, time to go. And Dupas is like, hey, I want another take. Which, you know, fucking actors. <laughs> <laughs> but while, while he's doing that, the camera guy's like, hey, where the fuck are my keys? And Dupas is like, hmm, yes, what a riddle. <laughs> it's like, could be anywhere. <laughs> the camera guy's going around looking for this keys. And then Dupas, uh, while he's looking for the keys... Gets off what I would consider a sort of all-time line here, where it's like, Hey, buddy, did I freak you out with my rape story? (laughs) Now, no one has ever answered no to that question. Until Until camera camera guy. guy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) actually, that is what my next note says. says, except camera guy, he gives it a go. (laughs) Duplass is like... Hey, stay here. Camera guy is not interested because who knows what's going to creep through the window at night. (laughs) (laughs) Dupas is like, hey, it's too dark in here to find keys and you're too drunk to drive. So he fucking Denzel Washington him. Denzel Washington him from training. (laughs) He's like, hey, let's wait till the morning to find them. At this point, I would probably just run away. Like, I'd be like, fine, fuck it. Like, car or not, I'm just heading to town. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, The camera guy instead is like, all right, let's drink. But uh, it's all a ruse because apparently he has some Benadryl, as noted later. Did anyone actually notice him getting Benadryl at this point? No. No. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, you see him spiking the drink. I didn't even notice that necessarily. That's, That's a good, good eye on you. I, I, I hardly noticed. I've seen the movie twice, but I still haven't noticed like both times I've watched it. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't get a clear shot, but you see him look back at Duplass, and he's he's clearly uh, furtive. Uh, yes, yeah, drink. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I got most of it from Duplass's reaction, but okay, if yeah. you say it's there, it must be. So he pours a big old glass for Duplass and a tiny one for himself. And then Duplass is like, well, fuck it. It's crunk o'clock, I guess. <laughs> so he goes in to do his testimonial again. But now he's slurring his words. And he's like, that uh, drink tastes weird. And he's sort of blinking at the camera unsteadily. And then he's like, hey, unborn son, I'm sorry I died. 
And then we cut to him sleeping <laughs> on the couch, and the camera guy creeps up on him, and then Duplass springs to life for another jump scare. And he's like, Cameron guy, why'd you do that? And then he falls back asleep again. And in his sleep, Duplass keeps whis- he keeps whispering peach fuzz, and then he digs his hand into his pants to kind of jostle around his dick. <laughs> I don't have much else to say about that other than it's happened, and I witnessed it, and now it lives in my brain. So, good luck dealing with that. <laughs> He also asked the camera guy to lay down with him. And camera guy creeps over to search Duplass for his keys. And he doesn't find those, but he does find a cell phone, which he takes out of his pocket. And he goes to put it back in, but it starts ringing. So he sort of stumbles off with it. And he answers the phone in the bathroom. And he's like, Angela? And she's like, mm, is this Duplass? And he's like, no, it's camera guy. And she's like, who the fuck's this? And he's like, I'm doing the life video for your husband. And she's like, oh, no, this again. Where are you? And he's like, I'm at the cabin. And she's like, I don't know what that means, but you should get out of here immediately. <laughs> so guess what? We got more red flags. And then she's like, listen, don't worry about anything. Like, just just leave. And he's like, I got no keys, lady. And she's like, it's a pickle. She's like, all right, give me the address, and then uh, just walk on out of there. I'll send some cops up. And she says, my brother, who is the person who is clearly cranking his junk right now, has some issues. <laughs> and camera guy's a little slow, so he's like, your brother has cancer? And she starts breaking up, but she's just like, the main point of her message is, you got to get out of there. So he comes out of the bathroom, but uh-oh, Duplass is gone. So... He pans around the house looking for him, as if the camera was his eyes. <laughs> and then we hear something slam somewhere. So he's creeping through the house, and he notices that the door is ajar. So we can assume Peach Fuzz is on the grounds now. <laughs> so the camera guy creeps to the door, and then he flips on a switch. We don't see anything on the porch initially, but it's dark out there. And then Duplass is back for another jump scare. And he says mysteriously, Death. It's coming. Then he gives a sad stare at the camera guy. Then he starts crying and saying he doesn't want to die. Then he's in for another hug. <laughs> so this movie should pretty much just be called Hugs and Jump Scares. <laughs> <laughs> and the camera guy's like, hey, listen, I know. And Duplass is like, I know that you know, man. And the camera guy's like, no, I, I know you have mental issues. I'm willing to help. And Duplass doesn't like this. He looks very angry at this reveal. <laughs> then the camera guy's like, man, just give me the keys and let's work this all out. Now, Duplass doesn't... He's not so receptive to this because instead of giving him the keys, he sort of hisses at him and then scampers off down the stairs. Yeah, he also mentioned that he spoke to Angela. Oh, he did say that. That's true. And then Duplass goes into running Duplass mode. Yeah, which looks funny enough that I laughed out loud for a couple of minutes <laughs> obnoxiously bothering my wife on the other couch. I think that's one of the charming aspects, though, because he's, like, creepy and scary, but at the same time, there's he does it in a funny, entertaining way. Yes, he looks quite uncoordinated in his physical activity. <laughs> it's like if a dodo was about to kill you. Yeah, or, like... <laughs> 
It's like a weird because we've all seen video of Dodos. Sorry, Jake. No, that's true. Yeah, it's like if a weird twelve-year-old was trying to murder you, basically. <laughs> so the camera guy creeps towards the stairs, which is like just begging for another jump scare. It's, it's common. common. And then he heads down there real slow, but this time Duplass is—he's he- uh holding steady. He's blocking the door in his <laughs> peach fuzz mask. With his arms mm. spread out. Mm-hmm. And camera guy's like, alright, well, this seems like a guy I can reason with. <laughs> hey, please let me leave. Duplass just shakes his head no. And the camera guy's like, are you trying to scare me? And that gets him a nod. And the camera guy's like, well, mission accomplished. And uh, Duplass is growling like a wolf now. And also sort of gyrating his hips as the camera guy shouts at stop at him. <laughs> And then he rushes him, and the camera tumbles, and it goes to black. So, yep, that's something that happens. Yeah. yeah. And then after black, uh, we're up in the woods again. It's very peaceful and daylight now. And Duplass is uh, dragging some trash bags up a hill, which seem very heavy. And I guess we can assume that the axe has fulfilled its sacred duty. Uh, Duplass leaves, and then he comes back up with a shovel, and he's digging a hole. And then we cut to the camera guy who's, like, watching this on a video bit. And he's like, oh, please, allow me to explain this video. Which, what? (laughs) So, (laughs) evidently, after the scuffle, Duplass ran off to where? We don't know. And uh, the guy's like, I had to get my car towed. And that's the end of that, then. Uh, uh, He hopes. You think... think Yeah... (laughs) You'd think, You'd think that, that something more, like, nefarious happened after the, the camera turned off. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious why, when he got his car towed, he didn't go to the police then. To be, at the yeah. very least, like, hey, this guy doesn't seem, like, well enough to take care of himself, if this is the stuff he's getting up to. I know, I know it's a trope for the uh shall we say often the victims in horror films to not make good judgment calls especially as it relates to communicating with police officers but aaron man i got so frustrated we'll cover it who's aaron the camera guy i don't know the actor's name the camera guy yeah and uh it's too late to be introducing other people at this point (laughs) yeah no i mean there are literally three characters three and a half characters we can call him aaron but he uh he messes up later on. We'll get to it momentarily, I'm sure, actually. But he has opportunities. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, <clears throat> apparently this little video of Duplass digging a hole was sent to the camera guy's address. So, uh-oh, he knows where I live. <laughs> Which, how does he find out where he lives? What are you talking I guess... No, he only stole his keys, though. He didn't steal his wallet or anything. I got nothing. I don't, I don't know. know. He's yeah. got Duplass powers, you know? Yeah, I guess we just need to accept it. So, and the camera guy is trying to interpret the video like he's like a college film student. So he's like, all right, well, I see it's like a grave or something. And he's like, maybe bodies? And he's like, yeah, all right, I think you're piecing it together, genius. And the camera guy's like, I got an idea. Let's just ignore this and pretend it never happened. So let's see how that works out for him. <laughs> So he tosses the DVD in the trash, 
And that's the end of that story. Oh, no, it's not. Because the camera guy wakes up next to his waiting camera, which... What? Does he always just have his camera sitting next to his bed? Yeah, at this point, we, we find out he just records everything always. Yeah. Maybe it's like he's like Paranormal Activity came out like three years ago. And ever since then, I've been like, if some lady's watching me in the middle of the night, I'm going to fucking find out. I mean, mean, wouldn't you want to know, Jake? No. (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) Speaking of movies that did scare me, we might get to someday. But anywho. So he mentions that he's been having some nightmares. And you you gotta tell us about that nightmare. Yes, I bet his nightmares are that something happens in his life and he's forced to live it without the safe distance his camera allows him. No, or it's like wolves or something, I guess. So he's like, Oh my god, God. it was like, No, I have, I was, (laughs) (laughs) he dreamed that him and Duplass are at Heart Rock, but it's actually a hot tub. He's in the peach fuzz mask. But he's like, but I have one too. And also, mine's a baby wolf. He says, we're drinking some wine. And he's pouring the wine on me. And then he's giving a baby a wine tubby. And he's like, but the water's weird because there's blood in it, not water. So, okay. So, he's, he's kind, kind of like, like he's, he's kind, kind of regaling a nightmare in a way of like, Remember how, like, all the times that we've been doing this podcast, where, like, all those weird images are going to just kind of show up? Right, except he does just the verbal equivalent of it. Yeah. Where it's like, this thing happened, then this thing, then this thing, then this thing. Yeah, this movie version of a guy talking about his dream was every bit as riveting as every real-life version I've ever had hearing somebody explain their dream. Yeah, where it's like, I'm sure it felt very real to you, but right now I am feeling very real boredom <laughs> at the regaling of it. But anyways, the next day he's got a fragile package sitting on his doorstep, and he said he heard the door ring. And now we're in for an unboxing video, because he's cutting it open. And inside <gasps> is a... <laughs> it's really funny to actually think of this in terms of like a YouTuber un- unboxing, but please go on. Yes, but... Like, <laughs> I like the packaging. I think they could have. It's not good for the environment, but it certainly makes an impression on me, the customer. Now, his initial, the initial object he pulls out is a knife, which he immediately puts his fingerprints all over. Job like, damn, you're fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> and then there's also a DVD. So he did, He sits down on his couch to watch the DVD while holding the knife. But uh, we can't see what he sees at first. And in the video, Duplass is uh, on there and he says, Hey man, I'm really sorry about the last video. I was feeling weird because he drugged me with Benadryl, which was pretty cool, I have to admit. So here's my gift. It's a knife. He's like, but hey, hit pause because there's one more gift in the box. Dig in there. Which I think is pretty funny, because if he had already pulled out the uh, the baby wolf, now he'd be very confused and be like, so is there something else in there? <laughs> <laughs> but Duplass was very confident when he packed this to, like, he's not going to find the wolf, because, like, he's going to get the knife, 
and that's going to make him curious about the next bit and then he's going to get the dvd and then he's immediately like i know this guy he's going to watch it so do you think do you think he packed and then unpacked the box a couple times to try different like layouts thinking yeah probably... you know i need to bury this a little further or he for sure killed three people like seeing like what order they would take <laughs> out the stuff in <laughs> It's like one person took the wolf out first, and he's like, fuck! And then he just, like, stabbed him from out of nowhere. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, let's put him back in and see what we can figure out here. But... And then the next person took out the DVD but didn't find the knife, and he's like, god damn it! <laughs> and then the third one did it right, and he was like, awesome! And then stabbed him anyways. <laughs> You took all the good ones. (laughs) 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 All right, I rebuttal. Fair enough. So, the camera guy gets up and fishes a a baby wolf doll out of the uh, box. And Duplass is like, I love wolves. Because wolves love deeply, but they don't know how to show it. So they also murder stuff they love. Which seems kind of slanderous to wolves, to be honest (laughs) here. And he says, but inside the wolves are nice, even if it murders, like certain people. And Duplass is like, hey, remember when I scared you and you almost murdered me, but you weren't ready? Anyways, take that knife and get ready to kill something. Maybe start with the wolf, I don't know. He's like, it's good stuff. I mean, I love it. Anyways, click like and subscribe. uh, (laughs) Check us out on Instagram. And, uh, oh, there's a surprise in the wolf. So the camera guy reaches into the wolf and pulls out a locket shaped like a heart. And he opens it up and it plays a little tune. Now, Vinny, is this the Peach Fuzz tune? Yes. You don't know. You're just saying yes anyways. I think it is. I'm not going to push you on it if you're not sure. Uh, so anyways, inside the locket is a picture of Duplass and the camera guy. How it says J&A forever. And the camera guy decides, uh, it's probably time to call the cops now. So we cut to him changing his locks as he's talking on the phone. And he's on the phone with the cops, but he doesn't have a real name or address. And the cops are immediately like, hmm, have you considered fucking off? So. (laughs) And this is what I was alluding to earlier, where, like, why couldn't he at least say, oh, I have this videotape that if you watch it, I have this DVD you'll see that he's, you know, a disturbed person. Like, that frustrated me, that he missed that chance. Yeah, like, to say that, like, someone is sending me threatening videos through the mail would be like, oh, okay. Like, not only is that a crime, but, like, also there's, like, a semi-plausible way of, like, tracking this, then. Maybe he threw him out. He's He's not right. No. (laughs) That seems fair. I would like to note, defund the police. But anyways, the camera guy's sleeping... And then he wakes up to talk to his camera again. Blue lives night- matter. <laughs> Always. Definitely. Oh, the look on Vin's face. I'm sorry. I just had to see what... Sorry. Boo. But anyways, uh, he's... <laughs> just a quick boo, a rebuttal, and onward. He's back into his hot tub dream, but this time the hot tub has spikes. But enough about this fucking dream, because we hear a loud thump. The camera guy's spooked, and he gets out of bed. And he immediately turns all the lights on, 
which is not what you do if someone's creeping around outside. You keep your lights off and then turn the lights on outside. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. So he grabs the knife and he asks if anyone's there. Because if someone's creeping around, they definitely answer that question. So surprisingly, no one identifies themselves. And he wa- as he walks into the kitchen, we see Duplass watching him from the doorway. You know, creepily. Uh, they should probably name a movie like that. But anyways, uh, the camera guy dithers on and on as Duplass watches him from the window, not moving. And then when he comes back around the bend, the camera guy ducks down. Or I should say, Duplass ducks down. and uh, But the camera has seen everything. So, camera guy snags the camera and takes it towards the door, which is insane. And then he goes outside with it. Now... I do have a small quibble here just on a horror movie level, which is that camera guy doesn't have a lot of money, right? Right. So he can't really afford to live in a place that's secluded enough to get this creeped out by a guy creeping around because any guy creeping around outside his house could potentially be witnessed by, you know, the hundreds of people that live right near him. No, that's no, that's a, that's a fair flaw to point out. Um, Maybe. It's sort of like one of the nice things about living in a place where there are a lot of other people there is that there are always other people there to witness your potential murder. It's like I used to live in a uh, an apartment complex that had three other families in it. And the nice thing about that was like if you hear a bump in the middle of the night, you can immediately just be like, it's just the people who live next door. But uh, the first couple of months I lived in my house, like uh, e- even though there's neighbors around, they're further away. Then you start hearing shit at night. You're like, oh, fuck, it's just me to deal with this now. And there's no one to blame it on. I had something similar happen when I moved in my house. We bought our house. It was an estate. And the first question was, well, did she die in the house? And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. She she was in convalescence and whatnot. So she didn't pass away in the house. But that thought still kind of lingers in your head. So late at night when you're in your bed, you're like, Carol, is that you? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, Do you, you ever were... get a response? I need to know. Carol was the woman that owned the house. She's a ghost, right? right? Yeah, come right. on. He asked you a question. What was, what was the, the question? question? Does she did ever Carol respond to your... No, she, she never, never did. did. How, How rude. rude. Yeah. She's hmm. deplossing you. All right. She was. Yeah, she'll pop back up. She'll get that baby wolf into a big wolf later. Woof. Literally. But anyways, so we hear some skittering in his bushes. Then he creeps around the alley of his house. And he notices the dumpster out back is tipped over and the trash is out. And he goes, ah, fucking raccoons. But man, if it was really raccoons, they would not have fleed the scene. They had stayed there to hiss at him. <laughs> because raccoons are mean, and they do not back down from humans. But anyways, this scene's over, because we fade to black. Then we cut to the camera guy sleeping, and then Duplass picks up the camera and sort of films him. Which, like, I have a thing about this where, like, I don't like... I... <laughs> And this is related to paranormal activity. I don't like people watching me sleep. Like, the idea that, like, really bothers me. So, he pans over him with a light, which uh, includes, like, his sort of exposed legs. So, 
It's sort of interesting because it's like you don't see a camera like fetishizing a dude's body like that often. Especially the legs. Well, so hairy. It's like we're working our way up. We start with the toes early on, the nibbling in the tub time. <laughs> Toesies. Sure. Toesies in tub time. Toesies, and now he's onto the, uh, the furry gams. <laughs> and so forth. So Show me some loincloth, am I right? <laughs> Who knows what else we could get up to in there. But uh, he puts the camera back down because he has something else in mind for the moment, which is that he's going to snip some of his hair off with some pink scissors. And then we cut the next day, the camera guy being like, you know what, the last few nights have been normal because I haven't checked my video at all. But then he pans to a DVD to be like, oh, man, what the fuck is this? And it says my last video on it. So he also mentions that the screen on his window is broken. So in the video, Duplass is at the lake where they had met before. And he has the DVD that the camera guy threw away in his hand. And he's like, you know what? I get it. Grave digging is maybe not the best message to reach people with. But then he holds up the locket and he's like, I'm having a harder time with this one. <laughs> he's like, I made this for you. It was a metaphor. I don't know if you're familiar with the metaphor, like hearts mean love. So. I mean, and he's yeah, like, yeah. so. Yeah, cut, cut that, that you know, know, that baby wolf open and sew that. And like, that's, that's hard. That's hard. Sure. Yeah. Or he found a wolf that was already open and he was just like, oh, sweet. Or maybe, maybe he, he took, took that wolf with the locket and took it to like a, uh, a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many Build-A-Bears that have been accessory to murders. Just three. <laughs> but <laughs> Anyways, he's... Dupas says this made him spiral and have some sort of inappropriate thoughts on how he should respond to this. And he's like, you know what, though? Hey, that man's gone. I get it now. I am crazy. We're not friends. Our relationship was built on lies. My lies. And he's like, I'm sure this isn't part of some sick mind game I'm playing with you, okay? And he's like, here's the truth. Are you ready for this? I don't know what's wrong with me. I've always been like this. And he's like, you know, maybe I'm a sociopath who fakes my feelings. I tried to be an actor, which like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, that didn't help, for sure. And he's like, the doctors told me I was crazy. They gave me some medication. None of that helped. So he's like, I know what we should do, okay? I'm just going to pitch this to you. I'm just blue sky in here. Let's see her. Let's meet up, because I want to explain myself to you. So you come, and you meet me by the lake. It's at 11 a.m. It's public. Let's do this, man. And he's like, look, I want you to see the real me. I'm pretty lonely and sad. I need a friend. So, the camera guy pretty much immediately bites on this manipulative shit. Because he's like, hmm. Well, look at his sad little eyes. It's probably fine to be murdered if he needs a friend. <laughs> now, I should say that I think he should call the cops now and be like, good news. This guy wants to meet me. We could find him and finally bring him in. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Camera guy has a different scheme. Now, this is maybe the worst of all the schemes we've had yet, because it goes like this. I'm going to set my camera up in my car to record me sitting on this bench, and I'm going to have 9-11 on speed dial, 
and I'm sure that nothing's going to connect with my skull in a way where I won't be able to dial that. <laughs> Let's go. So he leaves the camera in his car, and he goes to the bench at the lake. Now, the lake is abandoned, by the way, just which is already enough for me to be like, oh, this plant's terrible. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, he's like, all right, uh, let's look around. I'll take a seat on the bench. Uh, I'm not going to look around. I'm just going to pretty much stare dead ahead. Now, we hear a chainsaw in the distance, which at first I'm like, you're going to get chainsawed now. But no, no dice. And then Duplass approaches with a big trench coat on. And, uh, hey, he's got peach fuzz in there. So he takes it out, and it's a peach fuzz party now. He's got peach fuzz mask on. <laughs> so he puts the mask on, and then he waits behind him. And then we find out why he has a trench coat. It's because he was hiding a big axe. So he takes that out from under the trench coat, and he sort of creeps towards the camera guy with it. And then he winds up, and he holds it over his head for, like, a while. <laughs> like, too long. And then after, like, let's say 30, 45 seconds of just holding it there, he's like, eh, that's enough for me. And he just chops it into his head and kills him. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty uh, snuff, snuff film type, type shit. <laughs> it looks now, pretty real. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of people around, but you have to imagine that there was, like, one dude up there with his mistress who's like, I'm pretty sure I just watched a werewolf kill a guy on that bench. <laughs> But if I tell anyone, they're going to find out I'm cheating on my wife, so here it's... Not only that, I also heard a faint... Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fair enough. (laughs) So, we cut to Duplass watching the video at his editing bay, and he's like, man, this just keeps getting better every time. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 take a look at this. And he's like, look, camera guy... I liked your filming plan. I liked your 911 plan. But why didn't you turn around? He's like, you know why? Because you're too fucking nice. Which, yeah, nobody's that nice. <laughs> and he's like, no matter how bad I was to you, you believed I was good and I wouldn't hurt you. He's like, man, that's what I love about you. That's why I'm always going to love you. And he's like, you know what? You're my favorite murder now. So he watches the video again. And he sort of starts breathing heavy. And he shows the camera guy again, and he's like, look, look at him. He's got no worries now. Nothing's going to be beeping there anymore. (laughs) And then he does one last jump scare at the the camera, and then he screams as he's watching it, too, which is like a big, like, boo! That is fine. Yep, yep. And then we cut to a sort of after-credits scene where Duplass is walking up some stairs as his phone rings, and then he goes, yes, my name is bill now i mean my name is bill and uh let's go ahead and agree on a thousand dollars a day to film so as he's doing that we cut to a closet full of tapes he has with a bunch of different names on it and that is the end of creep mm-hmm. now john you are the one who selected the movie this week so it falls on you to ask us the eternal question oh did i scare you Vinny? would you like to answer first no yeah. Uh, I was scared by him creeping over him in the bed. That did bother me. But outside of that, no, I wouldn't say scared, necessarily. I, yeah, not not scared for the most part. Annoyed, certainly, sometimes, but (laughs) did it scare you, John? 
On the whole, I'd say no. I do think there were a couple scenes that, uh, you know, I felt some tension. I do think my favorite was probably when uh, he's during the stalking period late in the movie and Duplass is checking the house and you see through the door in the distance uh, Joseph. You know, uh, there are a couple of good moments, but on the whole, no, Who do we not see so in the much. door? So there's, there's literally, we don't have to go over this again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. I saw Mark Duplass in the door, so I'm going to imagine that's who you were talking about. Yeah, it is. Okay, well, fair enough. Um, I would say that overall I did like the movie, though, even if it didn't scare me. I thought it was fairly effective it was at what it was doing. Mm-hmm. I did. I was sometimes annoyed with the, uh, the camera guy's lack of awareness in the situation. And yeah, I did... Ha- yeah, and a lot of the the found footage stuff um, penetrated my suspension of disbelief because I was like, "Why the fuck would he be filming this?" But like, that's sort of par for the course on found footage things. And it's just there's a point where it's like you just have to set this aside because like there's no answering it in any plausible way. So, nah, I yeah, I, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, and once you set that aside, I, I too enjoyed it. I thought. Uh, I, I did get frustrated and annoyed by uh, how naive the cameraman was and how trusting he was. And it was very repetitive with the jump scares and with Duplass, you know, uh, showing his psych- psychotic side and then pulling back. But I thought Duplass's uh, performance was pretty compelling. I mean, that's a heavy lift and I enjoyed it. I thought it made very good use of him because he... He is a very unique energy in acting where, like, he's sort of he's kind of this, like, new age guy all the time who's always like he seems very much into, like, self-help and like that very much informs him and a lot of the stuff he's in. And he uses a lot of, like, I would say, like, self-help psychology language in this movie, but like also with like a hint of menace underneath it. But like, it's the sort of thing where, like, he's drawing him in with like this, like, sort of touchy-feely bullshit. Yeah. No, I agree. I I also enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, so I was intrigued when we get the chance to actually talk about it. This time, it's even more fun to talk about it the second time because I totally forgot about the the piss humiliation. Uh, <laughs> that was something I glossed over. But, but no, no I, I enjoyed it. I thought Mark Duplass did a really, really good, uh, really good job with his character. Very annoying, but came across like in a, in a really good way. It's unique. It's a unique movie. All right, now it it is time for me to ask you guys if you were any character in this movie, and as always, a wide berth to choose. Who would you be? <laughs> Vinny, let's start with you. Who would you be? <laughs> Who of the, the three possible people in this would you be? Uh, well, I want, I want to say Peaches, Peach Fuzz, for, for Aha's, <laughs> but no, nah, I, I, no, no. Uh, I'm Buddy. Who? You the know, unborn child? The unborn, unborn child. child. Oh, because you like flames in the bathtub? Oh, yeah. I, I love, love baths. I love, love tubby, tubby time. time. 
Yeah, no, and your your footsie smells terrible. They so. do. They really do. All right, John, who would you be? So I'd like to say Angela because I have a brother who's committed several heinous acts of violence, <laughs> but, but I, I think in my heart of hearts, I know I'm more of an Aaron. I would probably stick around too long after giving Joseph the benefit of the doubt, and I would wind up dead. But I also jump out at my wife. So I have a, a thing for jump scares. So am I Joseph? No, I'm Aaron. I'm Aaron. Yeah, I was going to say I'm definitely Mark Duplass because I've already shared that I get enjoyment out of terrifying people. <laughs> so whether or not it goes to the lengths that he does, no, no, not really. But <laughs> I'm going to start. John, I'm going to make sure to look in Jake's closet and make sure there's no peach fuzz like mass like hanging around. Vinny, the second, a red flag. the second you go into that closet, you're going to find me <laughs> hiding in there to just spring out at you. So, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next segment, which is uh, what would be your gifable moment from this movie? Vinny, let's start with you. Um, I mean, most of the, the, the peach fuzz stuff is pretty good. I, I, I like the, the initial first uh time he's, he's got, got the peach fuzz mask on where he's doing the air guitar and he does, he does <laughs> like a running man like kind of move yeah no he's he's got quite a few dance moves <laughs> all right john what would be your uh gifable moment well i i like peach fuzz gyrating on the door but i think i'm going with duplass uh jump scare death it's coming Oh. I mean, stairs real creepy. Provided the gift has the text "Death, it's coming." That's, that's a good one. Underneath. No, that's, that's a really, really good, good one. That is good. What context do you think that would work best in as a gift? Anything related to twenty twenty? What? What the <laughs> fuck? Bingo cards, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I was today years old when I found out about twenty twenty bingo cards. I hate language in twenty twenty. I hate twenty twenty. So that's my gift. Yeah. I agree. You can use that for on the Mondays, you know? Yeah, or Sunday nights. Yeah. yeah that's fair. Very fair. Jake? My answer would definitely be Peach Fuzz gyrating at the door, but my other answer that I would never actually use but enjoy thinking about slightly is Mark Duplass saying, hey, buddy, did I freak you out with my rape story? <laughs> I like that one. For I can't reason. think of any situation where I would drop that on someone where I wouldn't be <laughs> completely isolated from their company for the rest of my life. But well, what if it's in a work correspondence where you have to like deliver <laughs> bad news? Like, oh, the deadline got pushed up, and then you follow up on Slack immediately with, "Sorry, did my race story bother you, buddy?" But when you have to break bad news to someone, right? No, it's. <laughs> It's definitely not a time where I would like to be looking for a new job, so maybe not, but... Oh, All right. my God. Um, I just, just want to throw in there, I also would like, like a gif of Mark Duplass fondling his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while whispering, oh, a peach voice. <laughs> it gives it a certain... <laughs> I guess if you don't know the story, that could suggest something else entirely. <laughs> Just like maybe a man with developmental problems, but... Um, Alright, I, I think that sort of wraps us up on that. Uh, 
Viddy, would you like to tell the folks at home where they could reach us uh, if they'd like to send us an email sure. or uh, on social media? Well, you can reach out on our uh, social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at DISYPod or on Instagram at DidIScareYouPod or you can email us, please. Please, for the love of God, email us at DISYPod. Little brother is getting very desperate for those uh, those emails. Please, I don't just I don't, I don't even care what you email us. Just just talk to us. <laughs> just send us like send us like your grocery list, like whatever. We'll read it off out here. We don't care. You can email us at disypod at gmail dot com. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now I want to take time to thank John for being a guest on the podcast again, and. uh... Thank you for picking this movie, which brought me such great delight. Yes. Hey, it was a real pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. I thought I would not be invited back after Terrifier, so this was a real treat. Nah, thank, thank you for, for joining us, John. It was, it was a blast. Terrifier was fun. This was fun. We're definitely going to bring you back on in the, I don't know what, like another 10 episodes or something? <laughs> as soon as we get bored. <laughs> <laughs> Could be the Look next one. You have no, we have no idea. Uh, Vinny, it falls on you to select the movie for next week. What is the name of the movie we will be watching then? Um. So, so me and Shudder are gonna, gonna have kind of a a little separation for a little bit. I realized that I've been picking a little too many uh, movies that are not free and available for all you lovely folks. So I think I'm gonna dip back into Netflix. And because we did a found footage movie, I was kind of interested in a movie I, I have seen and I want to see again and I want to talk about. And it is a 2012 movie called VHS. Oh, interesting. Now that actually fits in for other reasons that uh, you might not know, which is that VHS is very much a, uh, a mumblecore type movie. It is. Yes. It's, it's interesting. Okay, so I've seen it before, and I, I enjoyed it the first time, so I, I really do want to watch it again and actually talk about it. So. Yeah, yeah. for those of you who don't know, uh, VHS is a horror anthology movie, and it is one that I have also previously seen, so we will both be revisiting it. And, uh, yeah, as I recall, certain segments are better than others, but we will get into that next time. Mm-hmm. John. John. Have, have you seen, seen VHS? VHS? One, one more thing, thing before, before we go. go. Have, have you seen, seen it? it? I have not. I know nothing about it. Well, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll watch it and uh, listen in. Uh... You said it's on Netflix, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been, been on Netflix, Netflix for a while. Until Shudder smartens up and starts <laughs> uh, getting on board with the Did I Scare You pod, then I am sticking with Netflix. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not shelling out advertisements for Shudder. We're we're uh, we're not seeing each other for a little bit there, Shudder. Although they're I, a great service. Yeah. I think it's interesting you selected VHS, Vinny, because there were actually um certain scenes in this that reminded me of one of the uh, one of the segments of VHS. I almost brought that up. Yeah. When we'll uh, Duplass is terrorizing him at night. <laughs> but uh, anyways. Uh, I think that's just about going to do it for us. Uh, you have been listening to Did I Scare You? And I have been your host, Jake Albrecht. And his co-host and little brother, Ben. And I'm John Clow. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, John. Thank you all for listening. 
scare on you crazy diamonds or something. Who knows? Bye. Let me look you in the Thing to see.